You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark, the show that is run by the listeners because they call in with their nonsense and decide what we're going to talk about. And that's what we're talking about today, just like every day, nonsense. Um, We've got a lot of calls. I don't know that we're going to be able to get through all of them. Um, Granted, I think two of them are butt dials from um, Goose, so I think we can... We can trim it down a little bit, but 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 phone calls. So even if we whittle it down, um, this, this might take a little while. I'm going to try to get through them all because as, as nervous as I am that tomorrow there won't be calls and it's going to be a nightmare, I think with training camp and everything, we're, I'm feeling pretty good about it. And so... Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna trust the process, and I'm gonna try to rip through as many calls as I possibly can. But let's get to our first call from Goose. So, um. That was Goose and the hostage in his basement having a small conversation. He was busy at the time, but he'll be calling back in a little bit with his question. Why don't we go to our old buddy Tom, because we also got three calls from Tom. So uh, we'll start off with Tom's first call of the day. Tom, take it away, brother. Hello, Rotten Flip. This is Thomas Austin calling for the morning call. I'm working on a format here. By the way, I just want to, it always cracks me up. Because, again, I, I don't generally listen to these calls, but occasionally I'll read them. And I'm trying to figure out what the heck this call is about. And I'm reading, hello, Rotten Flip. This is Thomas Austin Holland for the moaning call. I don't know. But anyways, sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to do three calls and ask three questions. I think that's a good format. First, yeah. early in the morning, and then midday, and then before I head home. Okay. I, I like that idea. And also, if there's a bunch of people who call in, feel free to just knock a couple of my calls off. Okay. I know that that doesn't really work out because you're all like, oh, hey, this guy messed up the first call. The second call, not yeah. necessarily the greatest. Right. So let's play them both, which really appreciate that. That's you're welcome. Wonderful. Anyway. Uh, oh. Oh. First question. There we go. Is I play a lot of Madden okay. with people. I don't go to. I join a lot of leagues, and sometimes they do a little wonky things like giving people like the X factor stuff that they added and everything. Well, one of them is aging players down. Hmm. So, if there could be a person on the Packers that you could age them down like five years, yeah, who would you do that to? Rogers. Now. Next question. Okay. <laughs> Give me a little time so that we can answer. Uh-huh. Next question is, 
I want. But let me pause it for one second just to contemplate that. I'm pretty sure Rogers is the answer, right? I mean, I, I if we wanted to here, all right, all right. Let's put a little bit of thought into this. If we don't just time travel Aaron Rodgers five years ago and we just make him five years younger, there's still the possibility that, you know, if he's got the same brain, the same experience, he's the same guy, he just happens to be five years younger. So I don't know, however that works. It's still possible he wants to retire, right? Like, my body feels good, but I'm still kind of tired of this crap, you know, and I just feel like I want to. Th- so maybe that isn't the best answer from that standpoint, if that's, if that's kind of that's what we're thinking. So we want a guy that basically we just want for a very, very, very long time. So I'm maybe thinking about Rashawn Gary would be one, just because why not? It's just, we'll just call it five more years. And the guy's never going to quit. So how old is he, like 23? So he'd be like 18 years old. I don't care. Although then, then there's a question of would he suck? And we'd have to wait a long time for him to be good. So maybe that's not the right answer. Randall isn't a terrible answer because you give me five years ago Randall Cobb, you probably get a better Randall Cobb. Uh, Bakhtiari, especially if we're rewinding back to, oh, dude, that might be it. I think if, we, if we're if we not doing Rodgers, in other words, we're not just getting five more years of Rodgers, give me five years ago David Bakhtiari. I can't imagine there's a better answer. So those are my two answers based on how this weird reality thing works that we're making up. By the way, and I don't want to make this weird, but my wife and you would have gotten along really, really well. When her and I first started going out, her favorite thing to do, because i obviously not a very good conversationalist, was 20 questions. And I ran out of questions after the first three questions, and she wanted to play 20 questions like every day, all day, for months, until I literally got to the point where I was like, I cannot play this anymore. I don't have any more questions. I would just ask her the same question she would ask me, because I was completely out of... I don't know how you come up with this stuff, Tom, but I appreciate it. I'm sorry. Continue on. Next question is, I want you Mm -hmm. to Frankenstein the best possible wide receiver in the NFL by using traits and physical... um, Yeah, no, I get it. I'm just going to go with traits again. uh, To build a player. So... I can be, I guess, kind of lazy with this. I mean, in terms of just like the player that I want, just give me Devontae. So I'm going to start with Devontae as my base, just in terms of his, I mean, maybe there's somebody that's more knowledgeable. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, give me Devontae, route running, know-how, hands, the whole shebang. But then give me like Tyreek Speed and build him like Mike Evans. How's that? He's probably a bigger guy than Mike Evans, but I think I'll be content at that point, to be honest. I don't need to Google bigger people could just say build him like Christian Watson if we wanted to I mean whatever but I'm, I'm good with uh Devontae Adams as fast as Tyreek and as big as Mike Evans continue on so like you know yep someone's hands someone's route running stuff like that and then finally third question what is your favorite kind of ice cream I'll call back later all right all right Bye-bye. Bye. So I'm kind of boring when it comes to ice cream. I like different kinds of ice cream, but most of the time I want something kind of plain. Now, I will say if, if, I, if I'm going to put stuff in it, my go-to is chocolate chip cookie dough. Big fan. I always, when, when I went to Dairy Queen, chocolate chip cookie dough blizzard. I, don't, I literally don't know. <clears throat> so that's not true. 
before they had blizzards, because that became a thing back in the day, I used to get like the, um, I forget what you call them, like the dunkers or whatever. They would make a swirl cone, and then they would dunk it, and then it would kind of harden up. But then once they got uh, the blizzards, it was chocolate chip cookie dough, and I've never had, I don't think, anything else from Dairy Queen ever in my life. However, let, let me give you an example. I made a, um, I was going on a crumble kick. We bought these peaches from the peach truck, which are delicious, and I was making like a peach cobbler, peach crumble, whatever you call it. I don't know which one's which, but it's one of those things, or maybe it's a different thing. I'm not sure, but it's always good with ice cream, and so I would get vanilla or vanilla bean or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all vanilla. When we ran out of vanilla, because I made a lot of a lot of these cobbler things, we had like moose tracks, and that sucked. You know why? Because I don't want that stuff. My wife is of the opinion it can never be too much sweet, right? So. No matter what it is, you can always dump syrup and sugar and everything else all over it, and it's, it's perfect. For me, that ruins it. I want my apple pie stuff. I made apple after we ran out of peaches. And I want a nice, smooth, creamy vanilla ice cream, and that's it. I don't want to try to eat this. And then there's these cold, hard, crunchy peanut butter cups, which freeze my teeth to death because I'm chewing on this thing. But it's just, I don't want that texture. I don't want chocolate. There's no call for chocolate in any of this. I don't want it. And that's kind of how it is. Even if I'm just eating ice cream, I just want ice cream. I don't want chocolate chunks. I don't want my ice cream to crunch. By the way, um, general category, custard is is supreme over ice cream all day long. Um, going to cops as a kid, back, back in Illinois, it's all ice cream. And I, basically I would get ice cream and I would, you know, soften it. You just kind of like mix it up until it be, I wouldn't put it in the microwave because then it's like, Half of it's hard and half of it's melted, and that's stupid. I would take the time to just like constantly mix and mix and mix until it became like this creamy stuff. That's basically what custard is. And vanilla custard ice cream was always my go-to going to cops. Just, just, just so good. All right, why don't we check back in with Goose, see if he's got it figured out yet. Hey, Ryan, hey. not to be doom and gloom, but we're getting to that point where we're going to find out if David Bakhtiari is ever going to play tackle again for us. And on the horrifying chance that he's done, who are some realistic tackles the Packers can look at drafting next year? Thanks. So I've kind of been out of the loop. I was real into it after the draft, and I said I was going to stay up on it this year, but I haven't been. I lied very much so. Um, But we can... Let's throw out a couple names that are out there. We're not going to do a deep dive right now. That could be for another show, maybe. No, and my family left to go to Culver's, and the dog is barking. So that's cool. Got to deal with that now. Yep, you can hear it, too. This dog is an idiot. I used to love dogs so much until I got my own. I just don't like this dog. So annoying. Anyways, if we go to my favorite resource, the NFL Mock Draft Database... Um, they have these consensus big boards, which is they take all the big boards from all around the world, not really a world, but you know what I'm saying, and they um, pull it into one, average it out, et cetera, et cetera. So it gives you an overview of kind of where everybody's at with these particular persons. I'm going to shoot that dog, I swear. It's actually kind of interesting that some of the names that have already changed. Uh, at number 17 overall, not that I expect to pick there, but Peter Skaronsky, I'm positive he was not on the list as far as uh, early tackles, not very long ago. In fact, I can see it right here. As of 426, he ranked 87th. And then by 43, 
Wait, what? 426, 4, how does that work? Oh, it must be, it's 430, I see, but then it just drops the extra. Never mind. He ranked 16th and is currently sitting at uh, 17 overall. Anyways, that's a name to keep an eye on. But uh, Zion Nelson out of uh, Miami, he was actually ranked really high a while ago, but he's been kind of hovering at the back of the first round, early second round for a while, so that is somebody to keep an eye on. George's Broderick Jones is another name. Andrew Voorhees at 36 overall, and keep in mind, first-round picks generally looking for mid-second round talent. And, you know, Broderick Jones being out of Georgia, it's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, But Anton Harris also of uh, Oklahoma is a tackle, so... If you're wanting just some names that I can throw at you to look at, um, that would be a good place to start. I'm going to go just absolutely, well, I'm not going to do anything to the dog, but I I got to take care of this. Be right back. All right, um, let's kick it over to Justin, JJ. Yeah, hey, I know this is supposed to be a uh, question kind of thing, but I actually need some advice. Um, Justin here, by the way. Um, I'm from Michigan, and I was born and raised in a Lions fan household. And my dad is a terrible Lions fan. He's, you can't even have a conversation with him. I'm no longer a Lions fan, and I have kind of seen the light, and I'm teamless. And one of my best buddies is a major Packers fan. The Packers interest me, but I'm kind of torn in how I should progress and still have some semblance of a relationship with my dad because he's definitely that kind of guy. If he finds out I'm a Packers fan, I'm not sure he'll ever talk to me again. I mean, this is a guy who calls it the pantyhose league. Mm. He was mad at Matt Stafford because he wore his hat backwards on the sideline. I mean, he's got some pretty weird standards for how football should be should 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 go. So anyway, um, I know that you guys are all big Packers fans on the show, and then of course you, Ryan. So I'm sure you've had lots of experience with unreasonable Lions fans. So any um, uh, tips would be appreciated. Thanks. Uh you know, as you're asking that, all I can picture is my son someday calling into like a Bears podcast saying, you know, my dad will disown me if I become a Bears fan. What should I do? And so part of me wants to say, don't do it, dude. Why would you do that to your dad? Don't do that to your dad. Stay a Lions fan. Stay loyal. But I guess you're not my kid, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, <laughs> look, I, I don't know how much of this call was serious. But in all seriousness, if your dad is going to disown you over this, I, I, I don't know. I mean, look, listen, if, you're, if, you're not, if you don't have a team, don't pick the Packers. If you just hate the Lions, pick somebody he doesn't care about. Be a, uh, some AFC team. Go root for the Chiefs. They're pretty good. The Bengals, they're an up-and-coming team. Root for them. They're close enough, too. Cincinnati, you know what I mean? It ain't that serious. Now, if you just hate your dad and this is some kind of a rebellion thing, then I guess the Packers would be the right way to go. But um, I guess if the call is, I want to be a Packer fan, how do I make my dad not hate me? Dude, I, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't, uh, I guess you just make the plunge and see how she goes. Try not to talk football much or something. Thanksgiving's going to be rough. But I'm going to pretend that the call was 100% serious and I would say, don't, don't, don't do that. And that's, again, assuming that's just you're a complete free agent and your dad literally would disown you if you became a Packer fan, it ain't that serious. And honestly, I don't know that I've actually dealt with that many unreasonable Lions fans. I just, I can't find them anywhere. Should have your dad call into the show and that would be like my first. Anyways, we're making pretty good time here. Let's get over to Andy from Kansas. Hey, Ryan, this is Andy from Kansas. Hi, Andy from Uh, Kansas. Once again, in the postal vehicle. Nice. I'm uh, trying the Aldi brand (laughs) microwave burrito today. Yeah. uh, 
boy, that that German grocery store really knows how to make a Mexican item taste right. uh, mediocre. Yeah, we would know too. So I was listening to the what you call the um, the, the uh, humbling Packernet After Dark Packernet After Dark podcast. And, uh, yeah, you brought up a bunch of things that, uh, yeah, I, I hear you about some of that stuff. Have you ever had the experience of somebody who definitely cares about you, uh, come up to you and just let you know that, uh, say something like, you know, you're really hard to get to know and, <laughs> and that be kind of a surprise to you. You didn't think that you were that way and you, you know you certainly didn't try to be that way but then you realize yeah I think they're right about that that is kind of funny I'll pause it there that is sort of a defining characteristic of apparently mine and Andy's condition is people that are I'll say extroverted but maybe just like normal people too I don't know if there's somewhere in between people that aren't introverts they they think that we have some kind of like an attitude or like we're trying to do this to be difficult or something because their assumption is that they're normal and we need to act like you. I'm you know, I, I don't know, man. I'm just doing what I want to do. I'm just standing here, I'm talking to the degree that I want to talk and I'm participating to the degree I want to participate. But yes, I've I've had I don't know about that specifically, but um just little stuff like what's what's wrong? Like what are you talking about? Like, I don't know. You look mad. I'm, I'm, I'm watching TV. What are you talking? I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, just I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bitter about it. But we live in sort of this extroverted world, and that is sort of the expectation. You're supposed to be this way, and it's like I'm just not, man. And it's a lot of effort to try to be that way, and I just don't want to, and I'm not going to. But yeah, there, there's sort of this feeling of like, why are you the way that you are? You shouldn't be that way. You should be different. And um, no, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm content. Anyways, continue. Um, yeah, the experience of going to a, a party and rarely having a good time, but but doing so while sitting in a separate room. You know, everybody <laughs> else is in the adjacent room and. And you're there, and you're enjoying it because you just kind of get to, to sit by yourself, but hear oh. whatever everybody else is talking about. Um, you know, not eavesdropping because you're at a party; they're talking, you know, out loud and not telling secrets or anything like that. But then you get home, and my wife, you know, wonders how come you're having such a bad time at the party, and I had no idea what she was talking about. So I had to explain that, like, I was embarrassed to be in the same room, so I just had to, you know, be in a different room. And that's how I got to enjoy it. And that didn't really make much sense, I'm sure. But uh, the rest... Again, I, I completely get that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm enjoying the conversation. I'm not enjoying, like, sitting with every... I've, I've never done that. That was That's an extreme example, but it's just hilarious. Because I get it. And it's so ridiculous that I get it. But yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that I... I just don't want to participate in... in what you're doing, but I, I guess I don't mind being there to some degree. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. But yeah, just let me enjoy it how I want to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Why are you do? Because I feel like it. Why do you get to have fun and I don't? Get out of my face. I'm not sorry for yelling at your wife, but I'm just saying. Right, going to restaurants, man. I've been, I've been starting to look at the menu before online before I go. <laughs> Dude, 
dude. It's, this is going to become like a uh, introvert's um, helpline or something. But I, I, I haven't done that, but I, I can already tell where you're going with this, and I get it. And it doesn't help. I still don't know what to order. And, you know, you're desperately trying to avoid having to say some of the names of the of the food on the menu. Yep. I just usually point. I'm not going to say that. Yep. No. It's just way too embarrassing. I get it. Uh, two quick questions then. At camp, uh, at the training camp, what tweet are you hoping to read? You know, you're, you're going through them and you're, and you're looking forward to hearing or reading a certain tweet, certain update. And um, I think you're about to get into your second question, so I'll stop you there. Um, training camp already happened, but the tweet I would have loved to have seen is that David Bakhtiari was activated off of PUP. Um, we got that with Dean Lowry and Patrick Taylor, but not David Bakhtiari. So that would have been great. Secondly, what of all the uh, uh, impact offensive players, how low are you comfortable hearing that the number one wide receiver is playing? In other words, is it a disappointment if our number one wide receiver isn't our most productive offensive player? And if the answer is, yeah, it's fine if he's not the most productive, how low on that list are you still okay with our number one wide receiver. Yeah, so I think he got cut off. Looks like there's a three-minute uh, time limit there. But um, I, I think I get what you're saying. I, it kind of depends. Um, it depends on is he not number one because the other guys are so good. You know, like if if Aaron Jones has, I don't know, 2,000 scrimmage yards and, you know, We've got a thousand yard tight end, and then our number one wide receiver is like nine hundred and fifty yards and eight touchdowns. I'm not super mad about that being my number. Well, I guess that kind of sucks, but um, okay, he cracked a thousand yards and eight touchdowns, but it's not quite what Tunyon got or or something. Obviously, in that situation, I'm not mad about it. If it's because our wide receivers just weren't that productive, and the running backs and tight ends were okay, but you know, th- then in that case, that would kind of suck. But I do think that there's almost no way that um, – see, and I, I guess it depends kind of what you mean by productive. I'm just thinking yards and touchdowns. I don't know what else you can necessarily do. But it's hard to imagine your number one wide receiver not being the most productive and not being somewhat upset. Maybe a running back, but especially since we have Jones and Dylan kind of tag teaming it. I don't know, man. I, I would say he's got to at least be second on that list. Otherwise, it probably went – Something went wrong. Um, all right. Let's see what we got here. Um, yeah, this one's Goose also. All right. There we go. Good one. All right, next caller. Hey, you seen this hub art ass guy? <laughs> Real buffoon. Tell me about this guy. This must be the ultimate representation of Paris here. Far up his back end that he can taste breakfast. My goodness, man. Two ones for that linebacker? He's got to be smoking the good stuff, man. I think we got to get the FBI investigating him because he must be a drug dealer. I can't tell if he's mocking me or what this is. Have this kind of head up the ass take. The same guy who discredited Rogers for not taking a jab. And he is going to say that yeah. Roquan Smith is worth two ones and a two? 
My goodness, he's taking some kind of jab. You know what I mean. Anyways, love the show. I don't know. I think that was a Middle Eastern New Yorker. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, um, Hub Arkish, I'm assuming you're referring to, um, said that Roquan, it would be worth trading him if they got two ones and a two. So technically he didn't say that they think that that would be worth it, but it's not really worth talking about if you don't think that that's what his value is. I, you know, if you want me to go in on him, I, I did that on a previous podcast, but um, yeah, the, the guy's a complete idiot. Thank you for the call, Frankie Ahmed. All right, it's been, uh, it's been a long time since we've done a Tom call, so I think it's Tom's turn. Go ahead. Hello, packing it after dark. Hi. This is Thomas we know. Austin with my we afternoon know. call. All right, three questions. First question, uh-huh. I'm getting lunch. I don't know if you like Subway at all. I don't. I but don't at all. What would be your what's what's your go to sandwich it's so if bad. you choose to eat at Subway? Or alternatively, any of those sub restaurants, fast food places. Well uh all right, so you said sub restaurant, fast food like okay. We'll we'll just go sub restaurants. Subway is so bad. I don't I don't get it. I understand there was a time maybe when Subway was seen as like this fresh ingredients thing. Their food is so nasty. First of all, subs are are stupid. I cannot imagine like, and I've had this happen plenty of times when they're like, hey, let's go get some food, like at work or wherever. And it's like, what do you want to go? And they're like, let's get subs. We can go out and get food and your choice is a sandwich, like bread and ham and cheese and stuff. Like, why would that ever be a thing that you'd want to go out to do? And so I kind of get it like if it's a hot sandwich, you know, like um, I think at one point Subway and I, I th- maybe it's just the Subway over by work was really bad or something. But there was um, I used to like their meatball subs. And then at one point they had a chicken Parmesan sandwich, which is really good. But I got a meatball sub there not too long ago. And it is like they are just defrosting nasty freezer meatballs in this nasty sauce on this stale bread. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's not fresh ingredients. It's not anything like that. It's horrible. So I could literally go to the grocery store and buy like that 99 cent Wonder Bread and go to the deli and get some ham and cheese and make a better sandwich. And man, if you toast the bread, it is 10 times better than Subway. I don't understand. And their food tastes, like it's got a weird smell in Subway. I don't know what that smell is, but their food tastes like that smell and the smell is not very good. It just has a weird subway taste to it. It's so nasty. I don't, I don't for the life of me understand it. Now, there is one acceptable sub place that I'm aware of. Not that I'm a sub savant because I don't go to sub places because they're stupid. What, again, why would you get a sandwich? It's so weird. Like, should we get a burger and fries and cheese curds and ice cream? No, I think I'll have lettuce and ham and Swiss cheese on bread. What? Why would you go to a restaurant to do that? You can do that at your house. You don't know how to make a sandwich? It's ridiculous. If I'm going to go out to eat, I want to get food I can't make at home. I cannot make McDonald's chicken nuggets in my house. I tried once. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible, but it's hard to do. French fries. I can't make McDonald's French fries. I can't make a Culver's cheeseburger. I mean, I kind of can. It's kind of close, but it's kind of a lot of work. And it costs a decent amount of money. And it might not be quite as good. I can easily make a ham and cheese sandwich. 
Anyways, um, there is one acceptable sub place though, and that's Firehouse. Firehouse makes some. They make like I think it's mostly hot subs. But man, the the first time I ever went, because again, it's like, oh man, subs, this is stupid. But then I saw it was hot subs. I'm like, all right, we can do that. And I tried one and it's called the Smokehouse Beef and Cheddar Brisket. Dude, blew my mind away. Like my brain was on the floor after taking a bite of that thing. So good. By the way, Firehouse, you owe me money for this little sponsorship here. I'll give you a call later. We'll work out the details. You owe me $28. But no, it's, it is... Tell you what, just give me a free sandwich, Firehouse, all right? I should, we should, hey, um, Tony, hook it up with Firehouse, man. It says they're headquartered in Jacksonville, Florida, but they have restaurants here, so we're going to call it a Wisconsin company. But anyways, uh, yeah, Subway's stupid. Section number two. So, Roger's coming in, looking like the guy off of Con Air. Yep. Nicholas Cage, his character. Uh, what other characters can he pull off now because he's already done john wick what 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 are we envisioning him to do um it's it's tough because he he kind of goes all out and it's funny because he'll he'll do something we keep forgetting that he does this stuff or at least some people do i do because he'll start, like, growing out his hair, or he'll start growing out a beard or a mustache or something, and everyone's like, ew, why are you doing that? You look like an idiot. And then he, then you find out. He's, he's slowly building into this character. And then it's like, oh, and I, we do that every year. Like, oh, he's got this long, greasy hair. He looks like an idiot. Yeah, because he's becoming Nick Cage in Con Air. I forgot his name, too. So the problem is, he could kind of just be anybody. He does seem to like to grow out hair. And it would have to be someone that sort of fits his body type, I guess. So what do we know about the guy? You know what? I don't know if anybody would notice it, though. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, he would kind of look like somebody and everybody, but I don't know what you're doing. And he would say and be like, oh, okay, that's cool. But the first, the only thing I could think of, because it's what I know about him, and it's kind of the look. I mean, if he just gets, like, a goatee right now with the hair he has, he might be able to pull it off. But Eddie Vedder, Pearl Jam, he's a big 90s guy or whatever. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, just thinking here. I, I, these are all on the fly. I don't know what to do with the, these questions. Uh, the Office. He's an Office fan. Who from the Office? Let's 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 ask that question. Um, I don't think he can do Stanley for a lot of reasons. He would get canceled um, for a lot. I mean, like four different times he would be canceled for trying to do Stanley. So we'll probably not do Stanley. He could probably pull off a Jim Halpert, you know. Just kind of clean up the hair a little bit, put on the, the shirt and tie. I think Dwight would have to be the thing, though. I mean, he could do Kevin Malone because those two are actually friends in real life. But again, it'd be kind of extreme. Like, what, would he shave the, the top of his head and wear like a fat suit? Because that would get him in trouble. And if he gains a lot of weight, that wouldn't be great. Dwight would make the most sense just because it's recognizable. You know, you get the part down the middle, the glasses, the mustard shirt. You put your uh, phone like on your belt. Could maybe do Andy Bernard. I don't really know what the point of that would be. Maybe if you wear like a Cornell sweatshirt or something. I don't know. Moe's would be funny, but I don't know if anybody would pick up on it. So yeah, I'll, I'll say Dwight Schrute is his next venture. Although he tends to like to do cool characters, but again, we're kind of on the fly here, so I'm going with Dwight Schrute. You may continue. Next question. A little bit more on the football orientative All right. side yeah. of things. Uh, I was like coming up with words. Just that's not a little yeah, bit of words. Anyway. I saw that. 
what is the plan to stop opposing tight ends? Mm-hmm. What would be what would be your go-to for that? Quay Walker. Because that's been a real problem for the team for a while now. All righty. I'll call you back in about five hours for my after work call. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, Quay Walker is the answer to that question. Uh, John from Phoenix is up next. Hey, Tom. Hey. I've been enjoying your podcast, uh, you know, Packernet After Dark. And, uh, I, but I do enjoy your annual training camp daily notes and news. And I'm looking forward to them again this year. My question is, and you might have covered it. And if you've already covered this and answered this previously, let's just, uh, move along like it never happened. Okay. Um, but will the After Dark podcast continue during the regular season or will it go away until next off season? Thanks very much. Go pack go. I'll keep listening. I'm going to try to keep it going, man. I'm going to, I'm enjoying it. I like it. Um, it's a lot, a lot of the work is done for me, you know? So it's, it's really just a matter of, I got to go downstairs. I push play. I respond. I go to the next one. I push play. I respond. And then I got to upload it. So it's, it's low maintenance. Um, it's just, it's something that I think I'm going to be able to keep doing. And as it was pointed out to me, I think by Clayton, I'm not positive, but, um, I was talking to somebody and they're like, you know, this is really going to pick up once the season starts. Cause then people are going to have something to actually call in and talk about. And that, that hadn't even occurred to me. You know, there's going to be a lot more opinions very soon. Um, probably starting today, tomorrow with the training camp stuff. So the plan is to keep it going, but you know, plans with me, one day it's a great idea, the next day it's stupid, I'm never doing it again. So, anyways, next up, we got Jacob on the line. Man, what's with Clayton throwing bows, man? He's just picking on everybody. He woke up mean today. Beard oil overdose. Come on, man. Anyways, <laughs> uh, training camp obviously started today. Just thought you could get your initial thoughts on what you were most surprised at. Uh, either that being a bunch of the new wide receivers, like uh, Dobbs and... Um, Second-year guys, third-year guys like Winfrey. Apparently, we're balling out. Lazard was balling yep. out. And uh, what are you most surprised about? Would it be maybe Hanson at right guard or Yash at left uh, tackle? And then what was it? Backup left tackle, I believe, was – who was it? Look it up. That's why I'm calling. Yep. All right, man. Have a Zach good one. Zach Tom. Except for Clayton and JJ <laughs> and the rest of them. <laughs> Have a good one except for Clayton and JJ and the rest of them. Um, yeah, so – Initial thoughts and things that were surprising, I guess we'll just go position by position because I'm not going to really remember, but I think wide receiver, the biggest surprise was Christian Watson. Not only was was he put on pup, but the impression I got is that he's going to be out a while. And I've, I've said it a million times, and if he's back in two days, I'm going to look like an idiot, but that was the impression I got, and that certainly um, surprised me and, and I guess concerned me. Um, offensive line, I think the biggest surprise was Jake Hansen starting right guard. Now, a lot of this is because of injury. Um, but as of right now to know that if any guard goes down, Jake Hansen is the man. Um, it's it's maybe not the most comforting with Sean Ryan and Zach Tom there, but it is kind of cool because the Packers are not going to just hand him that just because, um, he earned that. So that's kind of exciting, and I'll be excited to kind of see how that grows and that progresses. For all I know, by tomorrow, uh, that'll be done with, and they're like, dude, Sean Ryan was a freak. Put him in there, and Jack Hansen will get cut. I don't know what's going to happen. But that was surprising. The Zach Tom thing, not quite as much as I, I guess, will mention tomorrow. I haven't mentioned it yet as far as you know. 
Um, the Zach Tom at left tackle running with the twos makes it sound a certain way, right? He's our, our second string left tackle. That's crazy. Well, not really. If you count it out, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Yash Nijman, Royce Newman, Cole Van Lannan, and then, and then Zach Tom. He's OT6 is what he is. So um, it's interesting, and it's cool to kind of see how these things shake out, but we're just missing so many people. Everything looks crazy, but it's it's really just because of how few people we actually have. Um, tight end, nothing super crazy. Quarterbacks, I guess the, both of them looked great. Jordan Love in particular, and I'll get more in detail on that tomorrow on the podcast, but um, it's not just that he looked good, it's how he looked good. That was really encouraging. It was the th- the specifics of the reports that were really cool. Um, Patrick Taylor was taken off a pup, um, but it was actually probably bad for him because <laughs> he had the one bad play for the offense all day. Uh, final play from scrimmage, I guess. He got the ball punched out, fumble recovery by the defense. And on top of that, B.J. Baylor and Tyler Goodson, the two rookies this year, undrafted free agents, actually supposedly looked really good, as did A.J. Dillon. Those are the three notes for runs I had. But Baylor and Goodson looked good. T- Taylor, not so much. So that competition especially with Kylan now, I mean, he can't even defend his, his number three spot. It's, it's about as wide open as you could possibly get. Um, it's, it's, if it's not a neck and neck race, a four way race yet, it seems like it's trending in that direction. Defensive tackle. The biggest surprise was that apparently the starting defensive lineup, uh, defensive tackle lineup was TJ Slate and Kenny Clark and Jerron Reed. I didn't get a lot of clarity on that. And it sounds like Dean Lowry was there and was in the rotation pretty early on and whatnot, but that was surprising. Also not super encouraging that Devontae Wyatt was not really in the conversation. I didn't hear his name once. Um, Otherwise, I didn't hear Kingsley and Agbar, which I think is how you say his name. I can't remember. Uh, Shamar Jean Charles is CB4 seemingly right now, which is interesting news. Not necessarily shocking, but interesting. Um, I think that's it, though. Those are sort of my very quick initial takeaways. Again, more of an in-depth look tomorrow, but those are those were kind of the big ones. So Nate is up. Uh, let's take a break right here. We'll take a break, and then we'll get to... We got Nate, Garrett, Tom. We got uh, one, two, three unknown callers, and then Brandon. So we'll see if we can get through all these. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey, Ryan, this is Garrett from Southern Illinois. Um, close enough to Kentucky, I can almost hear Clayton's family playing banjos. But uh, anyways, my question is, what receiver in the wide receiver group this year has potential to 
lead the team in rushing yards. Because it got me thinking when I saw that Tavon Austin leads the NFL with all-time rushing yards with over 1,300 yards, and there's not a single Packers player on that extensive list all the way down until they get to Ty Montgomery, which, you know, we can't really count him anyways. But um, I was just wondering what your opinion was on that, and I just wanted to say thanks for uh, bringing on all the new hosts. It's uh, really good to see the Packernet expand and if I had to vote, I'd definitely put Sam Holman up there as a as a really good addition because uh, I love his wisdom when it comes to uh, breaking down defense. So keep up the good work, Brian, and uh, look forward to hearing what you have to say. Nice, man. I appreciate that. And I'll be sure to tell Sam because I doubt he listens to the show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I also, uh, I will say I love that you announced that you're from Southern Illinois because, you know, you're not just from Illinois, you're from Southern Illinois, which apparently is is another state, according to people that live in Southern Illinois, which is kind of funny because you think about Illinois, at least when I think about Illinois and I grew up there, it's like Chicago, Chicago suburbs, and then who knows? You might as well just draw a line over the top little portion there and the rest is just no man's land. I also find it hilarious that if you go to Southern Illinois, people down there have Southern accents, which is just crazy. I, I worked with somebody at, at my job that uh, when I did rook, my rookie orientation, when I did my orientation, she had a southern accent. I asked where she was from. She said Illinois. And I was like, did you gr- move from s- somewhere? She's like, no, no, we, I'm, I'm from Illinois. I'm born and raised. I was like, I don't, I don't think you know where Illinois is because people don't talk like that in Illinois. But southern Illinois, just like southern Indiana, is, it is the south. That's another hilarious. My dad moved to southern Indiana. And I remember when I went, when we drove back from Florida to Wisconsin, we stopped in southern Indiana somewhere. First of all, it was the best biscuits and gravy I had on that whole trip, and I ate biscuits and gravy every place we stood, every, every place we stayed. But it was like, they had country music and Christian music, and people had southern accents, and it was still the southern hospitality thing, and I'm like, we're in Indiana, right? But there, there is a line that is the south, and it cuts through states that are considered Midwest, in, in Illinois and Indiana. Anyways, it's interesting enough. Um, I mean, I think the obvious... Answer to this would be um, Amari Rogers. He kind of has that build, I guess, and that that ability. Maybe at some point, you know, if things don't super work out with Christian Watson, they start doing crazy stuff with him. They start doing that. I, I don't know, but I think it would have to be at this point, anyways. Amari Rogers. I, I don't see. It's never going to be Sammy Watkins. Randall Cobb has done that in the past, but I think those days are kind of behind him. Um, Romeo Dobbs is just a, a straight up wide receiver. And I think Christian Watson, Samori Turi, same thing. Um, so I don't think there's anybody else that would even be considered. And Amari Rogers is actually a, probably a strong consideration. So that would certainly be my answer to that question. Let's, um, we're going to skip Tom cause we've done a bunch of Tom already. We'll get to, uh, the next caller called in twice and we'll see how she goes here. This <laughs> called in twice cause it got cut off the first time. So this is a long one. Uh, hey, Ryan, uh, I got like a comment and maybe a Is this Tom? I figured this is a place to call. Uh, oh, this is Nico, uh, formerly from uh, Margarita, drenched Southern California. Hey, now Nico. currently residing in Idaho. Sound like uh, Tom, but hey. Probably Nico. people have heard Idaho is a great place to move to. It's not, so don't come. Hey, so <laughs> uh, this is uh, in reference to that call the other day about, like, you know, when will the flu get, you know, some respect? Um, I'm a couple days behind. So that's how I roll. That's fine. Um, 
I mean, I think the obvious answer is, and I, I don't know if you, I think you might have answered it, was like if when he could win without Rodgers, right? Because, uh, yeah. which is odd because the same bunch of boot-licking swamp donkeys, we know when he got the job, remember they were like, oh, he'll never be able to control Aaron Rodgers. Right. He just had McCarthy fired and ran out of town. This is some new little teenage-looking squid coach. There's no way he's going to control this first-round Hall of Fame QB. Man, he's going to run him out of town. Well, he didn't. And what did Coach do? He just did what any great coach would do, you know? They they also, if I may interject uh, on my show, they um, they also said that it would he would be a bad head coach. Right, I mean, not 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 only would he not be able to get along with Rodgers and all that stuff, but the team would fail because the team was bad before. And the question going in is, can we turn this ship around? And and it's it's the the revisionist history is crazy. So the the team was bad largely because the entire roster had gone in the tubes and Rodgers had kind of fallen off the rails. And so the question is, can you find a really good head coach that can try to slowly turn the ship around and get things going in the right direction? We hired Matt LaFleur, and the resounding answer to that question was, this guy will not be able to do it. Look what happened in Tennessee. You can't just hire somebody off the McVeigh tree or whatever and expect this to work. This was a stupid hire. They win 13 games, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, obviously that would happen with anybody. It's so stupid. But he did exactly what those simple-minded problem-snatching tweakers said he couldn't do. He took an old veteran quarterback, molded him into a new system. He even, like, kind of changed up the system, you know, to accentuate some of Aaron's talents because he's got a couple. Uh, He took this old 8-8, you know, QB, and what did they do? They went 13-3 and three times and got that old washed-up QB two MVPs. So, like, that alone should be enough to where he would be hand down the coach of the year, coach of the decade, future superstar. But no, I mean, unfortunately, another thing that us old Green Bay Packers fans understand is that the organization doesn't really get any adequate recognition. Probably because, let's face it, we've been a top-tier team for 30 years. So, you know, if you're in the media and you're not a Packers fan, uh, you don't like that, you know? You know uh, so that's just too bad. And for some reason, the media is full of people that are like fans of the Jets. Dude, dude, I'm cutting you off here, and I, I can see you're listing a couple other teams. The obsession with the Jets is so unbelievably stupid. I mean, I, I know that that's because it's all New York people in the media, right? New York is where all the studios are. They're all New York people. And there, there's what's known to be like a West Coast buy. So like California team gets teams get no love. Like you'll, you never hear about the Chargers. You never hear about the Chargers. You don't hear about the Raiders. The only reason you kind of hear about the Rams once in a while is because they were in the Super Bowl. But I mean, the Chargers are a much better team than the Jets are <laughs> by a mile. I don't ever hear about the Chargers, ever. And they got Herbert. Herbert is one of the best young quarterbacks in football. Never hear the guy's name ever. So, yes, there, there's there's this weird bias, and I'm I, this is why I stopped listening to, like, NFL podcasts, because they'll spend such an insane amount of time t- going through all the Jets news. And it's like, I don't know. Do you understand nobody cares? But this is this is what we talk about when we say media bubble, right? Usually it's meant for, like, political reasons, but it could be anything. And this this is a bubble. They're they're in a group of Jets fans, and they think that people care about the Jets, and nobody 
Nobody, nobody cares about the stupid garbage Jets. And the Browns and the Dolphins. Like, I, I guess the only fans of crappy teams want to become media people. I guess. But, uh, um, you know, they are a bunch of meager-minded bozos, and they just don't give us adequate credit because, let's face it, they don't like us to win. They just want to root for the Vikings or the Dolphins, you know, or the Washington, whatever they are now. Who knows? But I am confident um, that even after, honestly, like when we win more, it's like it pisses them off because they're just tired of the Packers being irrelevant. And how? You got cut off. We'll continue that right now. I didn't know you'd hang up on hey, me, bro. Hey, but anyway, sorry. Um, sorry about that, man. Yeah, I don't know how many teams have changed regimes so much and remained relevant. I can't think of many. Uh, but I think we're going to. Because I think LeFleur has proven that he could probably take even a slightly lesser talented quarterback and mold him into a system as well. So, wow. Uh, I just can't Well, let me, while the thought is with me, the reason why we shouldn't take these people seriously anyways is because listen to what they're saying about Devontae right now. We know what happens when Devontae leaves. We still win. But they're of the mind that if Devontae leaves, we're doomed. They're of the exact same mind that when Rodgers leaves, we're doomed. Just like they're of the mind that Matt LaFleur didn't actually help change. There are things that we know objectively that are false in regard to their thought on how bad the Packers are going to be. And we know they're objectively false, Right. It's no different with Aaron Rodgers. Now, granted, if you have a garbage quarterback like any team in the league, you're going to struggle. But there is every reason to believe that Matt LaFleur is an adequate enough coach to be able to run this team, and he doesn't have to have an MVP quarterback to make this team go. So, sorry, continue. Like to be relevant for the next 30 years and just piss off fans of dumb teams. And my question is, I know you kind of don't like to go in public and don't play with others, and you sort of like to stay in your basement and talk about board, but... Yep. We could do like a money raising thing for the podcast where you could just rent a hotel's pool and uh, you could hang out on the side, sit behind your table and smile and keep your sunglasses on and yeah. sign stuff. And then just bring like JJ and Clayton and maybe this new Tom dude. Who's the Tomcat anyways? And maybe even a hub armpit. Just bring them on and every time we push them in the pool, we like donate a buck to the podcast. So I think we could generate a lot of fun. So I got ideas. So, hey, I love this after hours thing. Um, so keep it up and uh, just, yeah, just stay in your basement, bro. You're good. Uh, I thought we were having a pool party. Now I got to stay in the basement. I was liking the pool party idea. I can hang out in a chair and watch us push Hub Arkish in the pool. And you you could, do, it's like a dunk take tank, but better because you don't have to be accurate. You just get to drop kick Hub Arkish, whether he likes it or not. And he gets none of the proceeds. Neither does JJ, by the way, because I know he's listening going, ooh, I wonder if I get any. You know you don't, so don't even ask me. Um, All right, all right, fine. We'll go back to Tom now, I guess, because we only have two more after this. Tom, give me your PM All right, it is Thomas Austin (laughs) back on the Thomas Austin Show. Thank you so much. I do love that now we have people calling in saying hi, JJ, and hi, Tom. Ryan, for keeping everybody entertained. I'm glad to have you on board. Thanks. All right, so... Question number one. How do you have so many questions? Coming to you in a minute because my <laughs> mind just went completely blank. I had everything said oh and then just like that disappeared. Mm. So number one, uh, what is one of the most embarrassing moments that you've ever experienced in your life? No- <laughs> you know I'm not going to answer that. Get out of here. 
most embarrassing moment of my what's the most embarrassing you call in well maybe you shouldn't number two is if you had to switch a person on offense and person on defense for the green bay Packers, had to gun to your head they're like (laughs) hey you gotta do this who are you switching who do you think would be a better fit on offense and on defense from the opposite side question all right um I think Razul Douglas as a wide receiver would be one because he's got those hands. You know, I don't know if he can run routes, but he's got the hands. Um, and then give me probably one of the big guys switching sides. Um, I don't know if I trust a defensive tackle to block, but I, I I bet some of these offensive tackles can push people. Give me Sean Ryan as a defensive tackle. I just want to see that big guy with that big hair. He kind of looks like a Samoan nose tackle, doesn't he? You know. He's got that kind of thing going on. I bet he. I bet he make a sweet. We'll put like fifty pounds on him. He'll be a nose tackle. I guarantee it. Number three, final one for the day is: What is it like being so dang entertaining? <laughs> I would love to know. Alrighty, have a good day. Bye. So, so you're running out of questions is what you're saying. I, I Listen, I appreciate trying to do 12 questions a day, but if you need to dial it back, you can dial it back, man, because we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel right now. Don't feel, don't feel embarrassed if you can't hang with 12 a day, all right? Because I, I, don't, I don't think I could come up with two a day. What is it? All right, how do I answer that question? Um, well, it's, it's uh, pretty great. You get to uh, host your own podcast, so there you go. Next caller, you're on the air. Well, this is Brandon Down in uh, Summers, Wisconsin. Um, I was up to training camp today, and nice. honestly, the biggest um, the biggest impression was uh, Romeo Dobbs. He was he played awesome. He played amazing. He was lights out. He played like a professional player, and he already knew he was playing with first team reps. And another thing on the side on training camp today was. Quay Walker, when he was on the first team reps for today's training camp, and he had Chris Barnes on the side. So I just kind of want to see your thoughts on that, what you think about that. But the offense looked really good today. Everything looked in tune. Rogers looked happy, and it was it was a it was a dynamite day. Uh, yep. Thank you, Packernet Podcast, for listening. Yeah. So um, first of all, anybody, thank thanks for calling in and giving us those insights. Anybody that's at training camp or or if you go to a game or if you go to any of this stuff, call in and, and give us your insights because I can go off of what, you know, the tweets from Herman and Nagler and those guys that are there, but I know they're they're occasionally missing stuff. You got multiple things going on at once. So I'd love to get whatever your perspective was having seen it. And again, that goes for anybody that happens to be there. Call in and uh, let me know what you saw. Did see some pretty good stuff from Dobbs. I only saw, I think it was one tweet and I talk about it tomorrow on the podcast. Um, as far as what actually happened. But there was a general consensus that he just looked good. And and he did, you know, the last time he was on the field too for OTAs. So with all these injuries, you know, there's been um, ample opportunity for him. And so I'm excited for him. And it, it's solid. And I hope he can develop into something. I hope it becomes a real deal player for us. Uh, as far as Quay running with the ones while Barnes is on the side, I mean, that's, that's absolutely my expectation. It is exciting. And um, it's great that the Packers have no... No desire to wait for him. He's he's going out day one. He will. I mean, he he's 
he's going to play. I mean, he's going to play, and he's going to play a lot. There's going to be a lot of two linebackers. Um, I was doing my Chicago Bears deep dive, and the way that the the Colts generally run their defense is you've got two inside linebackers that are playing basically kind of like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. One might have slightly more, but it's basically 1A, 1B. I wouldn't be surprised if it's that's kind of what you get with uh, Quay and Dre. So they're, they're going to get him caught up to speed fast because he's playing a lot this year, I think. Anyways, we got one more call. It says transcription not available, so I'm nervous. But uh, Bramble, you're up. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Uh, that was supposed to be the cue for my boy to ask a question. You want to go? <laughs> Who's going to be our number one receiver if Watkins is injured? Yeah, so he's found out when he's on the NFI list. Don't know if it's major or how long it's going to be, but we were thinking about it. You know, is Cobb going to be the number one, or are they going to rotate? Is Lazard going to be the number one? And then, yeah, we're not sure. So uh, bring us some clarity on that, homie. Yeah, so I uh, appreciate the call from your boy. Um, that was one of the biggest surprises to me that I, I had mentioned, I think, when I did the live stream in the podcast or whatever. But um it's very surprised how it seems as though the team has handed over the keys to Lazard. Um, and it doesn't sound debatable. And it doesn't sound like there's a competition. It really doesn't. Uh, you know, like a lot of things I'm trying to read between the lines, same with the Christian Watson injury and all that. It sounds like he's going to be out a while. I don't know. I'm just trying to kind of read between the lines, but a couple different things that I heard um, from whether it be Lazard himself or from Matt LaFleur or for Brian Gutekunst added into the fact that it looks like Lazard is really trimmed down. It it just sounds like it's next man up and he's the next man up and it, it's not really, I don't think it's really a debate. Now, it's it's important to note that I think in terms of function, he's taking Devontae's spot as sort of the X. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have a guy that gets more yards or whatever the case may be, but he will be taking that job. They've already assigned it to him. They, they told him to trim up his body and to, to get into shape and to learn this role, and uh, he's being handed that job. Again, I don't know that 100%, but I'm at like 97% that that's what happened. They've had the conversations with Lazard, uh, Lazard understands that Rogers understands that everybody gets it. He is the number one wide receiver. You know, you got Gutekunst talking about, you know, he's excited for Lazard to come into his new role as in, it's not possible. He stays in his old role and somebody else takes Devante's spot. No, we're excited for him to step into his new role, which is happening already happened. It's already taking place. When Lazard was asked in the, in the locker room, you know, about his readiness to, to take that number one spot. He just rolled right into it like, yeah, you know, it's hard to fill in for da, 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 da. It was never a question of, well, I don't know. You know, we got a lot of guys here. We'll see how it goes. He's the guy. So the question in my mind is answered. We've all been wondering about this competition. Who's it going to be? Could it be Watkins? Could it be Watson? Could it be this? Could it be that? It's Lazard, man. They're, they're giving him that job. So now we know. Anyways, uh, I got to get going. We're going late, and I'm I'm up very late, so... You guys have yourselves a fantastic day. I appreciate all the calls. Please keep them coming, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.